Two of her three births were precipitous, and this holistic doula is also top of the game with her motherhood photography. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I welcome Delaney De La Fuente. She is a holistic doula, motherhood photographer, wife, and mother of three. She shares, she shares, <laughs> tongue-tied already, she shares what her precipitous births were like, and we just really chatted up. She's so fun to talk to and easy to talk to, so... We start off there and we kind of go into all different things as far as home birth, midwives, and stuff like that. Delaney and I are both ambassadors for The Nakedist, and that's how we became online friends. We met in the ambassador group chat that we have, and I mean, I connected with all the women, so, you know, they're all really cool, but this is just how I met Delaney. Her photography is beautiful. Like, I am obsessed with her pictures. If she, if I could have her take my pictures somehow, like, <laughs> since she's all the way down in Texas and I'm in Jersey, I would because her photography is beautiful. Her support as a doula is chef's kiss. Amazing. And her insight to midwives in the Fredericksburg, Texas area is beneficial. I actually... um. I'm going to link the midwives info because they just sound like how a midwife should be, which is very rare nowadays. She's such a great doula and there for her mamas. So not only did I link the midwives, but of course I linked Delaney's Instagram because you definitely want to follow her. You got to see her beautiful photography, hire her as your doula and just become online besties. But first, I want to share a gift with you. Like I said, Delaney and I both love the Nakedist Tallow skincare and its amazing benefits. So why tallow? What's the obsession? Well, it's easily recognizable by your skin and doesn't clog your pores. It's extremely nutrient-dense and provides our skin with what it needs as our skin ages, which if you've known me, <laughs> you've known that I'm obsessed with anything that like helps with aging skin, keeps it youthful. Yeah, mercy too. Like I've always been obsessed with skincare and I've literally Hi. tried. Hi. She's here, of course. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I've literally tried so many different brands and products from like super high end costing hundreds and hundreds of dollars to something that's so affordable like the Nakedist. Her products are extremely affordable. Like that's what's wild is like not only is it literally the best skincare hi, that I've ever used hands down, but it's the most affordable. So, not only does it help with aging skin, but it also prevents skin damage. Tallow is an omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acid, which helps the structure and skin barrier. It also improves skin's elasticity and regeneration. Tallow is perfect for all skin types. And 
I'm living proof of that because I'm oily. I'm an oily Italian grease ball, okay? <laughs> um, which, even if you're oily, you still need to use oils. You still need to hydrate. You can't skip that, skip on that. But some products tend to make the oils worse and overly hydrate. Um, where, like, I... Yeah, (laughs) I told you guys, this is real life. Mercy's always with me. Where I lather in her oils and her tallow creams and like, it's perfect. My skin's not super oily, it's hydrated, it's healthy. So anyone can use it. And I truly noticed right away, like, as I do my skincare routine, that my skin is lifted, plump, hydrated, smooth. (laughs) She's on one this morning. When I tell you I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed. I know. Just wait till she can actually form words when she talks because she'll probably be like, well, she will be the guest on every show, every episode. So this is why I want to share a 15% off discount code with you all. Just go to thenakedist.com and use code PUREDOULA15 to save money. The website is linked in the description as well as the code. Yeah. So you never forget. Be sure to follow me on the gram. Let me know how you like the Nakedest products and how you like this podcast. Hang with me while I chat it up. This is the Pure Doula Podcast. Let's get into it. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you're going to be sharing today. Okay. Um, I'm Delaney De La Fuente. Um, I'm a holistic doula and a motherhood photographer. I'm located in Fredericksburg, Texas. Um, I've been a doula for two and a half years now, and I have three babies. Two of them were born in a hospital, and my last baby I just had was my first home birth. Um, and today I'm going to be talking about precipitous births. Um, precipitous birth is whenever you have a really fast labor and birth usually people say it's within like three hours of the first active labor contraction I feel like it can be like you know up to four to five hours because I feel like it like anything less than six hours is just like an extremely fast birth you know Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely Um, and also sometimes you don't know like which contraction is like an active labor contraction you know quotation um Because some people, I just feel like, you know, some people it's hard to gauge because everybody has different pain coping mechanisms and thresholds. So, absolutely. Um, but I've had two precipitous births my second birth and my latest birth. My first one was a little under four hours, and my last one was an hour and 20 minutes long. What? Yes. Crazy. Wow. I know. That's so. Amazing. I feel like it's very amazing. And I'm sure very bittersweet, and I'm sure you're going to get into all those yes. details. Um, so I'll try and hold my excitement in <laughs> and let you talk. <laughs> okay. No, feel free to, like, ask questions or whatever whenever you, you know, they pop up. Um, but mostly I was just going to talk today about, like, you know, how many people don't expect to have a precipitous birth, and people feel like they would like to have a precipitous birth, but then you also don't realize, like, the morning that comes with a precipitous birth because you do, you know, there's aspects of your birth that you don't have to time to do or think about or things like that. And then 
it's like wonderful, but sometimes it's still sad because, you know, like, like say you want to like video your birth, but you don't even have time to think about it or do it. And then you just like miss the opportunity, mm. you know? Yeah. But I mean, because it's hard to like talk about it. Which is very difficult and hard as well. But Wait, I'm um, sorry. Can you re- got a little bit fuzzy on my end? I just want to make yeah. sure we hear it. Um, I was just saying it's it's sometimes it's hard to you know say that because some women go through like really long and grueling hours of labor. So yeah. sometimes I feel guilty being like, well, I had this really short <sighs> birth, but I missed a lot of opportunities. But it still comes with its own set of like morning of expectations. For sure, for sure. And that is a good point. Like when it's super short, it's like darn. And when it's super, super long, it's also like darn. Um, But every experience is different. And I feel like, you know, you can always find the good in it no matter what. For sure. Um, But yeah, that's just, uh, I feel like some women also aren't prepared for to disperse because, you know, nobody like really nobody talks about it like whenever I had my second baby my first precipitous birth I had no idea like why it was so intense so quickly all of a sudden you know Mm -hmm. Um, and nobody prepared me like hey you might have a really fast labor and birth and you won't be able to think about it or think through it and you'll feel like you lost all control and um I felt like if somebody had just like talked to me about it and like say it was a possibility for anybody, I would have been able to cope with it better at the time. And I would have like understood like my progression better while it's happening. Oh, because, absolutely. You know, at the end, I was like, there's no way I'm about to have a baby. Like I've only been in labor for two hours, you know? And so it kind of like takes you off guard and it's, it can be shocking. So since having your first one, well, your second birth, you know, but your first one in that manner, um, did that kind of set you up for your third birth? Um, yeah. Like so, how to prepare differently and stuff like that? Yeah. For, okay, so like that's what I was going to get into too. Um, so my second baby, my first precipitous birth, I did have him at the hospital and we made it to the hospital within 30 minutes of him being born. Wow. Yeah, you know, it was, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So I got to the hospital with him and I had him within 30 minutes of getting there. And, um, you know, hospital, I don't, have you ever had a hospital birth? Yes, I did. I okay. didn't want to, but, um, yeah. we ended up doing a hospital birth. Luckily it was not as bad as a lot of people experience, um, because we like planned pretty crazy, but I did go against a thing here, a lot but that's a whole yeah. other story. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that same here. Like, I didn't have traumatic hospital birth experiences compared to other people, but they were very disruptive, you know. Yeah, uh, but because I also I knew how to advocate for myself and knew what I wanted. But anyways, so that was a uh, while I was transitioning with him. You know, as soon as we got to the hospital. I was just being like poked and prodded because they were trying to get blood samples of course, of course. Um, and then, but anyways, I don't know why I went down there. Um, but so for my home birth, I was planning 
Um, and with my midwives, you know, we went over my history of my birth and like I told them all about that one. And so a big thing that I had to prepare myself mentally for was the possibility that I'd be birthing by myself mm-hmm. um, and without any midwife present or anybody present, depending on when and where I went into labor. Um, I am a stay at home mom, though. So, you know, I figured I'd say I'd be at home. Yeah. Uh, but it was just like a big thing that we prepared for and we talked through, which I was totally comfortable with. Um, I know that not everybody would be comfortable with that scenario or with having the possibility of having people. Wait, wait, I can't hear you again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know no, why it keeps happening. I hope it's not me. I can hear you so clearly, so maybe it's me. It's okay. It happens. But um, just repeat your last sentence, please. Sorry. I feel um, like I'm, like, being so annoying. Like, stop. Wait. Hold on. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's just um, like, I was just to be annoying. <laughs> you're good. Um, I was just saying, though, that I know that not everybody is super comfortable with the scenario of having to birth without anybody present or, like, without a midwife present. Um, but I was super comfortable with it and prepared for it mentally. And my midwives even said, like, you need to call us as soon as you, like, feel like you go into labor because we might not make it, which mm. we were like, okay. And so we also prepared Tony, my husband, um, to do everything necessary to help me with the baby once he, she was born. We didn't know what he was at the time. Um, like, how to catch him and all of that, you know, like, what to do if anything went wrong, basically, and the, just, just to wait on them, but what to do in the time if they weren't there. Which you know? is, I mean, regardless of... You should know how to do that, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, every every woman and her husband should be so informed on everything that they can do it by themselves. Like, that's my yes. personal goal to try and get everyone, like, on that page. Like, that yes, way, absolutely. Um, Because it's just only fair for us to have that power and knowledge, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it is very empowering just to know that, you know, you can do it by yourself if you want to. Like, you don't need anybody there to help you birth a baby. You're the one birthing the baby. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, that was just a big thing that we uh, basically had talked about. And one of our biggest fears, you know, cause some midwives are not super holistic or, um, like, you know, super about like physiological birth and like autonomy. Like there's still some midwives out there that are not super great midwives. So very um, true. So, you very know, true. you know, so, <laughs> um, I was worried, like, what if we like have a baby and then my midwives are like, y'all need to call 911 because somebody, I had somebody that had had uh, accidental unassisted birth and their midwives advised them to call 911. <gasps> and, um, you know, they basically made it sound like they were like, you need, you need medical attention, you need medical help. And so I was like so nervous. But then I found out that that mom had a history of like extreme hemorrhage mm. and she was planning a home birth. And so whenever she had the baby, they were like, are you like, she was bleeding a lot. So they were like, you need to call 911. But she made it seem like, you know, like they just needed me to go to the hospital type thing. Right. But that was a fear. 
Yes, it does. That makes absolute sense, you know. Um, but at the time, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna call anybody if nobody makes it. Like, just so y'all know. And they were <laughs> like, no, it's okay. Like, we'll be right there, you know. Um, so whenever I did go into labor, I went to labor. I I went to 41 and one, um, my last pregnancy, and whenever I went to labor, I started to get like you know, light contractions around like 10, 30, 11 PM one night. And I just, I told my husband, like, you need to go to sleep because I feel like I'm going to have a baby tonight. Ah! And, um, I was like, I'm going to go take a shower. So I went and took a shower and I was like timing my contractions kind of, but like they weren't super close and they were kind of like sporadic, you know? And then, I laid down to go to sleep and to stop timing because I was like, I just need to get some rest. And um, it was like it was like 11.58 or so. And I got a really hard, strong contraction. And I was just like about to fall asleep. But it was so like strong that it woke me up. And I was like, oh, wow, that felt like, you know, that's that's a real contraction. Mm. And so I woke up and I grabbed my phone and I called my doula because my doula – she lived like an hour and a half away from me. She's a really good friend of mine. So she, I like just, you know, always kept her updated. And I was like, I need to call her. And so I called her and it was right at midnight when I called her. And as soon as she answered the phone, she was like, hello. And my water broke. And I was like, oh, I think my water just broke. And I was like, I don't know if it broke or if I just peed because I had like so much intense pressure, you know? Um like pelvic lower pressure and then it kept gushing and I was like no it's for sure my water is broken and she was like okay I'm on the way and that was exactly at midnight and then so I woke up my husband and I called my mom because she was going to come over and help us with the two older kiddos um which one of them was still awake of course (laughs) and then my husband was like he had just fallen asleep he was like are you for sure and I was like yeah I'm for sure like my water broke, these contractions are like hitting back to back. And he was like, okay. And so I called my midwife and she was like, okay, we're on the way. And my husband set up the pool and I was just laboring, you know, and they got really intense, really fast. Um, I feel like that's something with precipitous birth. It's just like, you have no time to really like think things through. Like they just hit, they just start, start hitting like really fast and you just got to yeah, like your mind doesn't almost like yeah. catch up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I got in the pool before it was even filled because I couldn't take it. I was like, I need, I, like, I was like, I just need to get in the water and get comfortable <laughs> because I can feel my body's like really progressing. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So it was crazy. I don't even know what time I got into the pool. I think I got into the pool at like 1230, 1240, maybe. And then my midwife, um, she walked in the door at like 103 and she walked in and I was like in full labor land and I was I could feel that I was in in transition because I was um in that panic mode kind of not mm-hmm. I wasn't panicking but I told my husband and my mom I told them so calmly too and I'll never forget that I told them calmly because they were like cuz I was like I'm panicking y'all and my mom was like, what do you mean you're panicking? You are, like, acting fine. You don't seem like you're panicking. And I was like, no, I'm panicking. And as soon as I said that, my midwife walked in the door, and she came over to me, and she was, like, relaxed and given to the waves, you know. 
she just like felt like rubbed my face I don't know it was one of those gentle moments in labor that you'll never ever forget sounds Um, amazing that part really especially when you're in transition to have that kind of support to just like yes and it's just that reminder you know and like Mm -hmm. my husband is like the best birth partner but like he I feel like is he was trying to do so much so fast this last time that he couldn't really get his thoughts together either like yeah. he was like helping with our our baby our son and then he was like setting up the pool and then he was like trying to get things ready for the midwives and then he was like you know just all the th- and like supporting me and just all the things um but that moment I felt like that calmness rush over me you know and mm. then it's all kind of like blurry after that, you know, because I had him literally 17 minutes after she arrived. Wow. So it was very, very fast. Um, and I don't even remember, like my doula came in as I was trying, like as I was crowning, like I remember she came in and I was like, because I felt like I was holding on because I really wanted my birth documented this time because my last birth, he's my 2022 baby. And we had him in the hospital. And so nobody was allowed in there with us. So I didn't really get it documented the way I had wished I did. Um, So I was like kind of waiting on my doula. I was like, I really need her here to document this. Like, it's so important. And then it's like, as soon as she walked in the door, I would just like fully gave in. And I was like, okay. And then he was out. Like, it was just like that. Isn't it so wild? Like thinking that and then like seeing your doula walk in like all that controls birth a lot you know like your thoughts like of like I want to wait like wait it stalled Mm -hmm. you know and then like once you saw her there and felt like comfortable and what you wanted like oh here comes baby (laughs) yes for sure mindset is so important during labor at all in all aspects (laughs) absolutely And it and is crazy because you can, like, you do have more control than you realize at the time, you know, even when you feel out of control. Mm, that's a good one. That's good. It's very true because when you're in it, you really don't, sometimes you don't feel, like you said, like you have control at all. And then you're looking back and you're like, wait, when I thought this, this was happening. When I did this, this happened. When I moved yeah. this way, this happened. For sure. I feel like this is my first time realizing it also. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's pretty cool. The power of telling your story. (laughs) Right? I know. Um, But yeah, it was super crazy. And I actually had a very minimal bleeding or anything like that. um, Because that is the big thing that they do talk about with precipitous births. That you may have a higher likelihood of hemorrhaging. But... That's not for everybody, obviously. Um, Why well, did I say that? I'm sorry. I, I think it's because, uh, like, it all happens so fast. And, like, something to do with the way the baby comes out of the, the birth canal. Like, it can be traumatic because it's so fast. Uh, okay. So, you can hemorrhage. But I've only read that in, like, two places. So, I don't know if there's any, like validity validity I don't know is that a word validness (laughs) to it yeah Um, or like what research has actually been done because I'm sure you know that there's never actually been studies done on true undisturbed um precipitous births true Um, very true 
So, yeah, I feel like that is probably, like, you know, some fast births are probably induced with Pitocin and things like that. And then their baby comes really fast and then they hemorrhage because of Pitocin and not the birth, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's probably where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like that, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. But, um, so the second time you did this now did you think when you got pregnant that it was going to happen again this kind of labor and birth um like for my first precipitous birth or my second one for your second precipitous birth I'm sorry so I didn't I actually like we talked about it a lot we talked about how it was probably gonna be really really short um labor and birth and that's why we prepared you know the way that we did but I remember telling my husband like I'll be okay if I go a little bit longer than I did with our, with our second birth, because I told him, I was like, I really feel like I need time to like soak in the labor part of it and kind of like deal with contractions and just be there mentally, like in that birth world, you know, and so that I can have time to think things through, like, you know, just, I don't know. I don't even know what I wanted to think through, but like, so that could like our kids it. could be present. And so like, yeah. yeah, just to like, kind of like experience birth and like to experience labor, I guess I should say not so much birth, but to experience like actual labor. Not that I didn't have actual labor, but it happened so fast that it feels like I didn't go through it, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then it kind of tricks me, and I'm like, I could have a thousand kids. Look at me, yeah. <laughs> just pop them out. That's it's funny because that's what my mom said to me, like immediately after, like I had my son, and I was like laying in the pool. My mom was like, my mom was like, how did you just do that? And I like looked at her, and she was like, you were just like made to have babies. And she was like, I've never <laughs> heard of this in my life. And I was like, I remember looking at her, and I like laughed. I was like, I don't know, but it. I was like, I have no idea. Like, I can't tell you. Like, maybe that is a sign of that, you know, like, do they say why it happens to some women and, you know, not others? No, I've actually never thought to, like, dig into that, honestly. But that is very interesting. I wonder why it does. Because they say if you have precipitous birth, like, one, you will have them forever. Hmm. But I you may my- not, but like usually you will. Yeah. And it's interesting that it happened like after the first one. Like my mom had precipitous birth with my brother, who's her third child. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting how it it might not be the first, but it'll yeah. be the second or the third. And I wonder if it ties into like maybe maybe it's because you've experienced it and you're a little more comfortable or yeah or what I don't know I'm not too familiar with the topic that's why I was excited for you to share your story oh Um, yeah but it's it is just very interesting and I do get that like it can be kind of like a bummer when you don't get to just like soak in the whole Mm -hmm. I mean it's I know it's hard to be it's hard to like be like you know what I wish I could have done it longer because some people go through labor so long yeah and it's just unfair to be like you know what I wish I labored a little longer yeah Um, (laughs) but 
you know, there's really the biggest thing for me during for my birth was like I really wanted them to be like recorded or videoed. And I couldn't even think to be like, hey, grab your phone. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't even think to be like, hey, somebody, somebody record this. And like the crazy thing is, is we all talked about it beforehand. But during, none of us could get our thoughts together because things were moving along so fast. Like, yeah, that's the downside where like your brain just isn't keeping up to like, yeah, do this or sure. do that or do this or do that. Like, yeah. I think I need this or I want this done. And by the way, um, I hope everyone goes to your Instagram. Oh, hi, baby. Oh, yeah. Sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hi, baby. Um, I hope everyone goes to your Instagram and looks at your photography because your pictures are stunning like such a vibe so pretty like so 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 pretty so being you and wanting someone to take your picture I'm sure it's like there might be a little bit of pressure on that because yeah that's true I've never really (laughs) thought about it like that I think that's why I documentation of my birth story is so incredibly important to me as well um, yeah. just because I have such a, there's such a, like a soft spot for that for me. Cause I, you know, document births for others. And so I'm like, you know, I really want mine to be documented, but yeah, it's okay. The other thing though, that was sad for me, um, it was great that it didn't happen. Like it's okay, but it did make me sad was my daughter did want to help catch the baby with her dad. Um, but she was sleeping and so I kept telling my mom, go wake her up, go wake her up. I, I just didn't tell her soon enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I told her two minutes before, I did. It would have been good. Would, yeah, but I didn't think of, because my mom, my mom actually asked me. She was like, do you want me to wake her up? And I was like, yes, go wake her up, go wake her up. And so it was like, as soon as she woke up, she came out um to the living room and my mom was holding both my daughter and my son and I had just like you know I was like pushing him out and my husband caught him well but it was kind of a good thing that Delilah did not help because his cord was so short um and so it was kind of hard like for Tony to to like pick him up like you know like just grab him and so like immediately I they put him on my back actually uh because I was like so far gone I was like in the stars like I did not I remember whenever he came out my midwife was like my mom actually was like Delaney turn around your baby's out or she was like your baby's out grab him and she well we didn't know what he was yet and I remember I was like I remember I was like blank I don't know how to explain it I was just like so far lost and I remember at that point, like, right at that second, I, like, was, like, okay, I just had a baby. And I (laughs) turned around, and my midwife, and they put him on my, you know, they put him on my chest, and my midwife was, like, are you okay? And I said, I remember saying, yes, like, yes, I'm okay. Um, And then he started crying, and I was, like, is he okay? And everybody was, like, he's perfect. And I was, like, I was just, like, it took me a second to come back down I want to say from like from the stars you know you know because yeah. that thing like people like you go to the stars to collect your baby's soul and come back oh that's so um, beautiful I hope everyone heard that and not mercy screaming because that was just really beautiful 
Can you say that one more time? Because that's beautiful. Um, they say that you go to the stars to collect your baby's soul before you come oh, back. Oh, I love uh, that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, um, I read. I don't know where I read it once upon a time, but it has always stuck with me, you know. Yeah. And in that moment, I remember thinking to myself, like, come back down, Delaney. Like, I had to tell myself, like, come back. You're good. It's over. He's here. And I remember that was the first thing I did. I looked at him whenever they were putting him to my chest and I saw that he was a boy and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's a boy. And then he hit my chest. And then like, you know, after that. Bliff. Yeah. I mean like, and you know, the, the, the euphoria and the bliss of just giving birth, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I'm sure it's like, I'm probably like, on overdrive if you have a birth the way you did where everything's yeah. so fast that it probably hits you so yeah quick and hard yeah, it's like all the hormones are so like intense yeah yeah so it probably did take you a second to come back down to earth which is fine i think that's like such a great part of birth is like feeling that natural yeah. high you know for sure. It's the best one in the world. I always tell people that, like, I don't know, there's just nothing like the experience of birth. Mm. It's, it's like otherworldly. Literally. <laughs> yes, you are literally. up in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that's not the case for everybody. Like some people really do not like giving birth. But I am one of those that absolutely loves to give birth. And it was crazy because even after the fact I was like, oh my gosh, I want another baby, like, you know, <laughs> right away, right? Yes. <laughs> and I feel like, one and I was the same way. I was like, as soon as yeah. you do this again. <laughs> you know, it's so hard. It's, I think that's one of those things too, you know, um, they say that that's like why you have all those hormones because birth becomes addicting. Like, mm. Very true. It's definitely yeah. addicting. I know we talk about it a lot in our group chat of like <laughs> I know we're always talking we want about babies. all wanting more babies <laughs> oh maybe gosh. we all can have a baby around the same time that would be kind of cool <laughs> right a pregnancy group and ambassador group that'd be so funny <laughs> I'll go oh into gosh. more detail in the intro so like when people hear this they're gonna hear that by now but um we all love the nakedest brand and we're all we're ambassadors for them that's how Delaney and I like met yeah so yes but um we are like so obsessed with babies so the nakedest babies that'll just be like a thing (laughs) oh my gosh the nakedest babies that's so cute (laughs) Um, so you're in texas and you had midwives for your home birth and all of that now did you when you were pregnant like see the midwives like how does home birth work in texas so in Texas, I feel like it's actually, like, pretty lenient. I don't know. I don't know the other states' laws around or, like, regulations regarding home birth and midwifery. But, um, like I said, you know, there are definitely some medwives that serve home births in Texas, especially in our area. Um, as a doula, there are midwives that I will recommend and midwives that I will not recommend, um, you know. Of course, my, that makes sense. My own clients. Yeah, But my midwives, I found them because my doula actually 
told me about them. She was like, I've I've worked with uh, them, and like during their birth, I really loved, or like the birth that she had worked with them with. She just said that she really loved the way they went about it, and like the support they offered, and all of that. And so I interviewed. I interviewed three different midwifery like groups before I decided. Um, and I decided on my midwives because they felt right. Like it was just a feeling. Um, cause we kind of clicked right away, like at our over the phone consultation. And that's major, even with like a doula yeah. or I mean, anything in life. Yeah, really. for sure. For sure. Um, especially though, who you're inviting into your birth space, you know, cause even yeah. if there's one thing that like kind of throws you off about them that can like totally, uh, like set the whole relationship that y'all build Mm. um so but we really clicked over the phone and then we had our first midwife appointment I was about I think I was 12 weeks when we had our first appointment but that's because I was on call for a birth so I like wasn't leaving town because my midwife uh was a little over an hour away which that's not that's not um like ideal for everybody and there are some midwives closer to my area, but overall, every single midwife available to our area is at least 45 minutes away. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I live in Fredericksburg, which is kind of like, it's a smaller town. It's grown a lot, so I wouldn't say it's a town anymore. I say it's a little city, um, but we're like really, we're outside of like San Antonio area. Okay. And so a lot of midwives that are in practice are like in San Antonio or directly around San Antonio. Um, so we're like an hour, a little over an hour away from San Antonio. But there is a midwife. There was a few midwives that are closer, but I do not. I just like didn't feel comfortable with them to be my midwives personally. I know some people that really love them and have worked with them. But for me, they were not the right fit. And that's what matters, really. It's about yeah. you, no one else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that was the thing that, you know, we originally talked about because we figured we would have a fast labor. And I was like, well, they're, they're only 15 minutes farther than this other midwife that I would go with, but I feel more comfortable with them. So I'm just going to risk that 15 minutes, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and you know what you know? to expect and everything. So I don't think it's like, as long as the mom the woman's informed yeah and, you know aware I think that it's okay to take a risk like that if you want to yeah. call it a risk you know yeah for sure um but it, it was worth it for us and at the time they had kind of they used my midwives personally used to work in a birth center and they had gotten away from that and opened up their own practice um to serve home birthing clients and they had an office right in San Antonio that we would drive to for our appointments, which we didn't honestly did not mind doing. Um, and we would see them once a month. And then after, what is it? 32 weeks, I think. Mm. We get more often once a week. Twice or... a month. Yeah. And then after 36 weeks, you go once a week. Okay. And then. But, like, at 36 weeks, they came and did a home visit just to make sure we have all of our supplies and to drop off the birth pool and to make sure that they know where we live and all that, you know. Um, And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then you have, like, you know, your 
postpartum appointments with them also. That's cool. That sounds awesome. I mean, um, I'm up here in Jersey and we had a hard time finding a midwife that we liked and we finally found one and she even still like, we had to go through like, it was pretty much like seeing a doctor and she needed to see her or her on-call doctor um, you oh, know, wow. and all this and that. It's it's just a lot. New Jersey's not yeah. the best state. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you're yeah. That's, that's why more. I was wondering like how Texas was because we were in Texas before we came to Jersey and we only came oh, to wow. Jersey for family when I was pregnant, like you know, be closer to family. Yeah. We wanted to home birth in Texas. Yeah. Um, that I was I mean, uh that was actually like a huge thing for us, like switching from like OB care to midwifery care because like OB appointments, um, you would wait in like an office for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then they would see you and it would literally be like a 10 to 15 minute appointment. And, oh, yeah. you know, I knew my OB personally. He was like a good, I know he, I know, so crazy. He was my <laughs> best friend's stepdad. Oh, which wow. Is so weird to some people, but he was a very trusted and respected OB in our area. Um, I could say a lot of things about that, but I'm not going to doing this just because it would go on. But <laughs> that uh, another time. <laughs> yeah, different, different topic. But so from going to from that to midwifery care, when we saw them, our appointments were at least an hour long and we would talk about everything. And one of the biggest things that my midwife always talked about and checked up on with me was my mental health. And Mm -hmm. as somebody who has like always had like anxiety and has suffered from depression in the past um, and especially postpartum depression after my first baby, uh, it was, it was very refreshing to have somebody that genuinely cared about your mental health other than like your immediate family you know um and that was a really big like green flag for me you know is that they genuinely got to know me as a person and knew what made me happy or didn't make me happy or you know just learned my ins and outs more so than like any other doctor or person had had before and I think that's super important because for a doctor's per se like quotation to serve you properly I feel like they really need to know you as a person absolutely they sound amazing like they are amazing <laughs> they are amazing that Their is names such a big are, deal yeah I recommend them to everybody in our area um and honestly they didn't really serve our area at the time of me being pregnant but my midwife her name was Heather at the time we just clicked so well she was like yes we will serve you because it was just like you know yeah it was incredible and um I recommend them to everybody even if like they may not be able to but they recently just moved closer like 30 minute closer to Fredericksburg and are serving an area closer to us so that they could serve us and the town next to us so I'm like so excited that's great um if you want, I can, you can send me their info. I'll link them in the description. So if anyone oh, yeah, in that area wants to yes, check them out, because sure. they just sound, that's like how it was and how it needs to get back to is yes. just like genuine care for another person and not like, mm-hmm. like, um, I, I don't even know how to 
not just I know it's yeah. Like you know, like not being in a waiting room longer than in the meeting with the OB or the midwife. Yeah. The midwife. (laughs) I know. And the thing that was so great about their office too is that it feels like home. Like it was so comfortable. They have couches and like, you know, I don't know. It was just always so comfortable and like it just it was ne- I was like excited to go to midwife appointments and, that was, and my husband has never ever missed an, a prenatal appointment with any of our babies and I remember even he was like when's our next appointment like even he used Aww, to be excited that's to so go. sweet yeah which was really and- special because you know not all men will go to their prenatal appointments but Right, even though they should, men no, they definitely should. (laughs) They definitely should get rid of the stigma that society put around men and birth and pregnancy. (laughs) They should be there every step of the way for sure. Yes, goodness, that's just incredible because just your comfort level, obviously, with labor and birth, is a huge deal. Like we said, just with how labor progresses, but even just being pregnant. If you're not comfortable while you're pregnant seeing someone, like, causing unnecessary yeah. stress, we know stress is not good during pregnancy. And Yes, for sure. Um, and I don't know. It was just nice to have midwives that believed in you, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, and trusted you with your yes. own birth. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I am a plus-size woman, um, and I always have been and that was a big thing that I was worried about like no midwife's gonna take me on because of my weight and I don't know why I ever really like had that fear but that was like one of the biggest things that my midwives reassured me of like right from the get they were like we are body positive midwifery like there's nothing your body can't do you know yes, I love like, your, that yeah your body serves you you know so it was very um it was just very comforting to know that they trusted in me to make decisions for my own health, you know? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, now, did do you think that sometimes being a doula and seeing someone like a midwife or even an OB, like, could have a weird relationship? You know, like, they, they loved you and they trusted you, which is great. Um but do you know what I mean? Like, do you, because they kind of are like, cause I was a doula. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, no, you know I how... never felt that way with them, but I do know what you mean. And I do feel like that could be a barrier for some midwives and doulas just because, but I feel like that's because some midwives are not as holistic or whatever, as they claim, like they don't truly believe, believe in a woman's ability as they claim. You know how doulas believe, like, you don't have to do this or you don't have to do that. And then midwives will have all these, like, policies or regulations that they have to follow by the state. Yep. (laughs) Um, So, you know, there's, like, boundaries there, but I never felt like they were crossed by my midwives. They always 100% respected every single decision that I wanted or didn't want to make. That's great. That really is. I'm definitely going to have... Because they sound like they are bringing back what that was all about, how to serve them as a midwife and everything. And more women need them. They'll they'll be booked for many years to come, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They're so busy. And I feel like it's just because 
they're so amazing at what they do. And another great thing about them, um, I don't know if this is like a big deal for everybody. Some people might not think it's a big deal, but they're very like faith based. Um, not like to the point where they're where they're overbearing about their religion or faith, but they're very faith based and they put like basically they one thing that my midwife told me one day is that she leads by faith and not by fear and i feel like that is a huge reason why they are so patient with women and their bodies and just let things unfold as the way god intends for them to it's like as if i didn't think they were like the best ever (laughs) then you hit me with that like these women are amazing for sure they are amazing i could never talk more highly of them than i already do they're so incredible yeah i love it um so let i just want to ask you two more questions before we go one um with the perception oh gosh precipitous tell me if i'm saying it wrong because i'm not one of people who just doesn't know how to talk (laughs) no you're good i used um, to say it wrong too it's a hard word yeah there's a lot of words that are hard in this industry (laughs) i know i'm not i'm not dumb i promise (laughs) i know no i totally feel you (laughs) Um, so is there anything you would recommend women to prepare for around that subject just in case something like that would happen or is it just kind of something you just go with the flow if it does happen um the one thing i do recommend is what we talked about earlier is just always being prepared to give birth by yourself yeah and to know what to do and to understand the progression and stages of labor um because it can change within an instant yeah that's great advice and very very true mercy really wants to be a part of this conversation (laughs) i know she's so cute i hear her (laughs) thank you she keeps looking at the phone and talking i guess (laughs) she's so sweet yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and then what is just one thing overall you recommend to all pregnant women for all pregnant women yes Oh, listen to your body and make decisions intuitively. Mm, fire. That's a good one. Yes. Good one. Because Very... there's a reason your mind is telling you to do or not to do something. Always listen to your intuition. Yes. I love that. And I lied. I have one more question. Okay. <laughs> um. How can people find you and work with you or support you? Anything like that. Okay. So my Instagram is just Delaney De La Fuente. And I have a website also. And it's DelaneyDelaFuente.com. Basically, everything is just my name to make it easier. Super Um, easy. Yeah. And then on my Instagram, I also have a link tree to all of my links, you know, my website, my um, Facebook and everything. So that's perfect. Yes. And if you're in that Texas area of Fredericksburg, that's it, correct? The town? That yeah, you're in? Fredericksburg. Everyone like just hire Delaney to take your picture. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed with your photography. Like 
Oh, thank fact, you. I used to be a model for many, many, many years since the child. Oh, wow. And so I have a big appreciation for photography. Um, I think you were in the chat when I, Faith and I started talking about getting in the photography ourselves. My brother gifted me a, a camera. Oh, yes. Yes, camera. yes. I remember that. Um, so you're definitely an inspiration because you take beautiful pictures. So anyone, oh, if you are near you Delina, so please have her take your picture and be your doula. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Of course. Of course. They're so pretty. So pretty. Oh, and thank you. And the beach in Texas, like what? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so, like, it's, it's so exotic. ugly though. I would never have guessed. I was like, what? And that was like one of the things sidebar when we were living in Texas, like I, I just love the beach and we were going to, um, there was some like Lake, I forget where we were out in Denton and I forget the name oh, of yeah. the lake, but um, we went a few times and paddleboard, they would call it like the beach. And I was just so sad. I'm like, this is not a beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we have a lake near us too that's like that it's called lake buchanan near us and it's like a lake but it has like sandy shores yeah and so people go there and i'm like this is not the beach no but um i'm a beach girl too i lived by the beach for a year and a half oh sweet so you know you but, get it. <laughs> it is ugly here like there's definitely more pretty beaches in the world but us Texans <laughs> can't complain about it yeah any body of water it, it, I'm grateful for that's for sure it just took yeah, a little definitely. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. you make it look beautiful in these pictures that's why when I was like oh, oh thank you beach. what beach are you at in Texas because that is gorgeous oh thank you it does You're not welcome. look that pretty I promise but <laughs> It's still nice if you ever want to come to the beach. <laughs> well, thank you, Delaney. I'm glad we're and we ended up. Um, I know. Thank you for helping me reschedule. Of course, of course, and yes. that's just how amazing of a doula Delaney is. We had to reschedule because she did have one of her mamas give birth and go in labor. I think early, early yesterday morning, and then ended up yeah. giving birth. It um, was so early. Um, yeah, she did amazing. That's great. I'm like, girl, don't. That is more important. <laughs> I know. I, that's why I messaged you like right away that night whenever she messaged me because I didn't want to forget. Thank you. I really appreciate that because it can't yes. be to forget. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Are, you know, Definitely. supporting someone else when a mom yeah. and neighbor. But um, thank you again. I will link everything. Um, okay for you okay thank you for having me i appreciate it it was fun to talk to you of course i will talk to you in our group chat i'm sure as soon as we hang up (laughs) i know right okay (laughs) all right bye girl bye i pray this truly helps whoever needs it if you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed this podcast please give it five stars thank you for listening because of you I get to share this time, space, and information. God bless.